Good morning and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie Intuitive Insights and Your Questions Answered. So I'd like to welcome you all to today's call. It is August 11th, Wednesday, 2021. And I'm so happy to be here with you. My name is Ellie Molina. I'm an intuitive, a psychic, an educator, and a consultant, and an author as well. And for today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about astrology, and then we're going to go right into the topic for today, which is looking at the experts and going to seek expert advice for things that for things that humans are always looking for expert advice from. And so that will be our topic. And good morning to anyone and everyone who has joined the call this morning. And it's, um, let's get to it. All right. So good morning, Deb, and welcome to the call. So like I said, today, we're going to bring your questions and discussion, and it will be on deferring to the experts. And what happens when we give our power away to experts? We're also going to talk about the niche expert movement that took over the internet and its effect on us in terms of parenting and business. And good morning, Thomas. Guten Morgen from Forked River. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, everyone. And um, yeah, so let's start with some astrology first, and then we will I'll open the room for some questions, psychic questions, and then we'll talk about experts and giving away our power and what all of that entails. Okay. So first things first, today is a Venus trine Pluto, Virgo Capricorn. This is a powerfully romantic vibration. So this is a great day to show affection and attention and let people know that you care about them. And this is also the day that Mercury enters Virgo. So good morning, Peter Pan. I see you've joined us also. Good morning. Good morning. Um, okay. We have a very, very quiet uh, weekend. Mercury enters Virgo. So that means um, we're going to be a little bit more analytical. And perhaps we're also going to be more careful with our word choices, what we're saying and how we're perceiving things. So we're going to use a fine tooth comb if we're going through documents. That's always a good idea anyway. However, with Mercury in, in Virgo, it's probably going to happen for us there. And then we have Venus entering Libra on August 15th. Now, this is beautiful because Venus is at home in Libra. And so pay attention to your own moods and see if you're not looking to beautify yourself or your home or your environment or the world, because that's what happens when Venus enters Libra. It's also a really great day to... Uh, start putting out your love sprinkles, your love fairy dust. If you're looking to be in a relationship, this is a great time to start to look uh, for relationship um, potential possibilities. We're not seeking. There's no desperation. It's just looking and being open. And my motto is always look good, feel good, smell good, walk out of your house smiling and you know, whenever we look good and we feel good about ourselves, other people 
are attracted to that energy. We make ourselves feel good. We make others feel good. So this is what we have to look forward to then during Venus in Libra. And then the height of the Perseids, the, oh, the Perseids meteor shower happens tonight also. And it peaks tonight on the 11th. And then we'll be able to see it on Thursday, you know, the entire weekend, Thursday and Friday. And then it and then on um, by Saturday, it will be over. Of course, you need to use a really, really dark sky in order to see it. And the good thing is that the moon's not going to be out um, during the next during like the moon's not going to be out in terms of being full or anything like that. So it's not going to interfere with our ability to see the meteor shower. So if you can get yourself out to a dark sky around midnight is best to 2 a.m. in the morning and just watch for the meteor showers. They're really beautiful. And uh, I used to look forward to this time when I lived in Washington State. It was dark and clear and lie out on the deck and just watch the, the meteorites go by. So it was really cool. Okay, very, very cool. So good morning. And if anybody has any questions right now, uh, this is a perfect time to call in, ask your questions. And um, okay, well, we've got our first question. <laughs> so this is a very exciting day also. So for everybody who's been on these, these calls and listened to these uh, recordings knows that Thomas has been um, a listener for the entire time of the my podcasts and I'm so grateful and appreciative as most people who are on the live call now have been longtime listeners as well and Thomas has made I know I've spoken about this before but it's just so exciting Thomas declared last year that he was going to make this move and begin a new life and a new journey and that he was moving to Germany. And the question that he has is headed to Germany to become an expat. How is this trip going to go? Well, you know, Thomas, first of all, congratulations. I know that you are flying out today. We have been in touch and this is extremely exciting. And as you know, as you know, because we've we've spoken about this and we've also had some multiple readings, even here online, we know that this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful trip. Not even, it's not even going to be a trip. It's the beginning. Going to Germany is going to be the start. This is where you will go first, settle in. It will not be your permanent home, but you already know that. Because what awaits you, I'm just going to clear up, is... What awaits you in Europe is traveling to Italy, going to the south of France, that Mediterranean. It's not going to be in, in Germany. And therefore, when you are down there, you're also going to be in a relationship. And this is going to be very, very fun. And as you you know, this is it's all created. Everything that we have in life is created. So there will be relationship. There will be fun. There will be health and there will be abundance. So this is really, really exciting. And I'm very excited for you. And we are all wishing you a wonderfully safe trip, wonderful journey. And you'll let us know how it goes. We look forward to hearing your adventures from the other side of the ocean. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, does anybody else have any questions this morning that they would like um, to have answered? 
Okay. All right. Because this is a great time. If you really just want to either call in or um, if you want to call in or um, text in, this works also. Okay. Um, wonderful. So t today our topic is deferring to the experts. So humans and this is not something that's new to any of us. Human beings have a tendency to really give up their own power in so many areas of their lives and defer to other people who we then believe know better or who a society deems knows better than we do. And these experts, you know, this is something that's always historically been there, you know, back in the day when we were, you know, maybe in tribal, we would have the shaman or we would have the leader and the leader would always be telling the rest of the people what to do. And it just appears to be that humans as herd animals are always looking to get outside advice and not going within to get their advice. So. Of course, there are, you know, don't take this wrong or anything, because there are people who are way more knowledgeable in areas than we are in certain areas. And everybody has their area of knowledge where they excel and know more. However, what happens is in our current times right now, so many people are really beginning to defer their own power and their own intuition and going to the experts who may not even be experts but rather self-proclaimed experts and i mean like if we look back in the day you know we're looking at science we're, we'll talk about science in a little bit but right now if we look at back in the day even in terms of parenting you know the famous parenting experts um most recently dr spock you know my generation it was dr spock now there's uh, parenting expert amy mccready and then we have that's today up in, you know, these are people whose names are known now. But back in the day, there were, you know, the parenting, the experts were B.F. Skinner and, um, oh, gee, Jean Piaget and Maslow and Freud and oh, Dr. Spock again, remember, if anybody is in my generation. So these were the people of the doctor said this and then everybody did that. And it's the same thing with dieting or exercise. You know, it's basically, let's call it like fads or, you know, Dr. Atkins. And that was the way to go. And everybody followed Atkins and then ended up getting sick. And, and you know, the um, we can probably go through through the entire history of what it looks like to defer our our own intuition and our own knowledge and our own working and doing the research to people that we consider the experts, especially again, the self-proclaimed experts. So back in when the internet became very popular, there was actually even an online site for to declare yourself as an expert, the experts corner, I forget the name of it now. 
and it's no longer up and running, but there was a site where people could just get online and proclaim that they were experts in a particular field. And then, you know, businesses started to run with that. Coaches started to see, oh, look, we got a new, we got a new thing here that we can start training people in how to find your niche and let's get you as the expert in this and the expert in that. And the only reason I'm bringing all this up is because all these experts are so prevalent on the internet. All we have to do is look, you know, relationship coach, and you've got 15 relationship coach, coaches, parenting coaches, you know, and of course you've got to use your intuition on these things. And um, how many, you know, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I recently came across a parenting coach who set herself up as an expert in the field and does have clients and a following, but she's never had children and she's 33 years old. So I, this is just me coming from my perspective and my age and edgy all these years, 37 years of education as an educator. And it just makes me wonder, oh, so where is this parenting expert? Where's the expertise if you haven't had children and you're 30 something years old. So, and you're not an educator. So where's the expertise coming from in this textbook, um, a coaching program? So these are just things to look at when you're interviewing and looking for experts in your own field. Yeah, you look at love relationship coaches, yeah. And, but we don't know what happens behind the scenes. How many relationships, you know, have they been in? Are they in a successful relationship? And um, can they make relationships work for themselves and in terms of providing guidance and information to other people? So then this brings us also to a hot topic uh, today, which is, um, oh, yes. Thanks, Deb, for it. Can I just, I'm going to just read this comment. Yes, we're seeing so much of this now the instant gratification culture. Yes, that's all of this. It's all it's all on the internet and the internet is, is a blessing. And at the same time, it's, uh, it can be a curse. So everybody looks up everything. We get tons of information and we don't even know what's, <laughs> what's coming, what's going. And we really have to start to tune into our own intuition on this one. We really, really do. Um, especially if we're looking now at quote unquote science. So here's the thing, you know, we say, oh, the science has proven and the science is shown and the science knows. And at the same time, think back historically when science said that all the, all the planets revolved around the, everything revolved around the earth. That was science. I mean, I'm just pulling back to things like that. We can think back to even more modern, um, more modern scientific um, discussions and that we have now proven, scientists have proven that those were false. And now we're looking at another time. So we really have to use our own intuition. We have to follow who we, who we trust and um, not give away. So really the whole thing is not giving away our power so quickly to people who are experts in their particular field, you know? And again, what does it look like to trust your intuition? So we all know what that looks like. We listen to ourselves, we get quiet, we ask the right questions. And some of the things that I always 
this is what I do personally. There's no right way. There's no wrong way to do this. But I, I always ask um, universe, higher self, God, uh, the energies of that be. I always pose the question, show me what I need to know. Tell me what I need to know. Let what I need to know be revealed to me. And during the course, you know, during the course of a day or two days or perhaps even a week, the answers will come. They always do come. Somehow, some way you could be in the shower and you're going to get the answer to that question. And that is that to me is starting to live an intuitive life where we are not deferring to all the experts to tell us what to do and how to do it and what to eat and everything, but rather to really tune into listening to our own intuition. Same thing with, you know, getting off the topic over here, going to mindful eating as opposed to looking at what the experts are telling you is good for you to eat or not good for you to eat because every person's body is slightly different. So anyway, um, that was really where I was going today. And just to look at giving away our power to what we call experts in the field. And this, you know, this gets back to, um, <laughs> this is a little interesting because it's a little politically charged and, um, but I was listening to a, I was listening to a blog post. It was, um, audio blog post about um, somebody who had questioned the um, expert advice of wearing masks versus not wearing masks and then the different kinds of masks that are have been used and this person who was was pretty famous he still is I'm not just not going to mention any names because it will become controversial Anyway, he's pretty famous. And so he was talking about, and he was talking about this on, on his first blog post, but it had been on YouTube and he was questioning the, um, the scientific research of wearing certain particular masks and then the experts with the masks on and then the experts a few weeks later with the masks off. And then he was talking about the different kinds of masks that are available and the quality of the masks and which masks are better to use and which masks are effective and which masks are ineffective. And then he had posted this entire um, talk on YouTube and lo and behold, a few days later, it had been removed. And, and that brought him to a whole other question and conversation about YouTube being a censor for things, you know, who is YouTube censoring and why is YouTube censoring? So it was a pretty interesting blog. It raised a lot of questions and um, a lot of thoughts came up. And this brings us to the, the current situation of living in very precarious times. And living in, and I say precarious because there are so many, so many things are happening around us at this moment where we're seeing the experts telling us one thing, then we're having our own experiences, then we are led to look at, you know, depending on what media platform you're looking at, then you're going to get 
different um, different information and different advice. So it's becoming a very convoluted scenario. And this is where I do believe that we have the power within us to discern what is true for us and what is not true for us. And that we also have the power to discern which experts, which yeah, which experts we are going to be listening to and what advice we're going to be taking as opposed to just listening to, well, you know, example, Dr. Spock is the big expert. So therefore he, I'm talking about child rearing back in the day. So it's just, oh, Dr. Spock is the big expert. We know that to be true. So we're going to give up our thinking and step into our herd mentality and follow what Dr. Spock says, whether this is valid for us or not or even intuitively smart for us or not. So again, caution, caution, caution. My motto is follow the money. If you're ever in doubt, follow the money. Do your research, follow the money. You'll always have an answer. Um, okay, anyway, I would love, love, love to answer questions and um, hear your comments today. That part of the fun of having a live podcast is the interaction that can happen. So I do have, um, oh, I do have a comment over here that I'd like to read. And Deb over here says, hopefully in school, children are being taught about navigating through information. Well, that would be very, very wonderful if that were the case. Um, I can't really speak anymore for what's being taught in school. It would be wonderful if children were taught to navigate through information. Uh, it would be wonderful if children were also taught to be more careful with using the internet. But this, and this gets into a whole other conversation about parenting and, and the internet. So, you know, recently I went, I went out and I was sitting outdoors having lunch and I looked around and there were a number of young children. I have to say they were probably around ages three to maybe even there was one baby there. So there were, let's, there was a baby there because it was really, really, really obvious to me. It was, oh. It was painfully obvious as an educator and parent. So there was a baby there. I have to say it must have been about six months to, yeah, but six to nine months, somewhere in there. Then there was a, a young three-year-old. Then there was a seven-year-old. I'm, I'm just um, speculating on the ages. So you could, and what they had in front of them were screens. They were just stuck in front of the screen already. They had their iPad and then they had their phones and they were just sitting there while their parents were also conversing, but also on their own mobile devices. And, you know, if anybody's ever seen the movie WALL-E, this is really what we're moving into. We're moving into a time right now where children are being parented, many children, not all children. I'm not, gen I don't mean to generalize, but if you do go out, look at how many children have a screen in front of them and, are being baby, you know, put it like this, this is an easy way to babysit your child. It's an easy way to keep your child from crying by sticking a, um, I don't know, some YouTube video or some cartoon in their face. 
and the child will then stop crying and the child also disengages from from learning to interact in society even getting parental as as early as like say think about it as early as six months where a child really needs to be learning the uh, non-verbal communication and parental guidance and mimicking the facial movements and having that human interaction well they're not that they're on screens and so this is going to get very interesting um, as these as this particular generation gets older if something is not done or parents don't intervene and parents are now deferring to experts for all of their child rearing you know they just go look online and google it and see oh what do we do my son my child's doing this my child's doing that so again there's a ton of experts to look at and um yeah i i sounds a little old school and obviously i am because i was i was parented and i parented and I taught before we had an internet. So there are wonderful things about having an internet, we all know that, and then there are some dangers to having it, which we also know. And this is where all I can say again and again is that the importance is really being able to navigate these things and using self-awareness and intuition. And self-awareness gets developed. That is a learned skill. You don't wake up one day and, and be self-aware unless you're Eckhart Tolle, but um, I'm sure something, he had read something before he had the self-awareness, and maybe not, only most people have some sort of information that comes to them either subconsciously or consciously that creates the learning of self-awareness and self-actualization. And so as soon as parents start to have more of that and they learn about this, they become more aware, then they can tap into their own intuitive skills and help their children also going forward. Um, okay, well, that's a lot of monologue over here. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions or thoughts or um, things that they'd like to share today um, before we wrap up today's, today's podcast? Well, okay. Um, okay. Oh my God, Deb, you're so, so psychic right now. Even though I'm not really, it's not really a great feedback to say that, but I just had this thought right now as I, I, as I said that to you, I said, well, why don't we just, why don't we just take a peek into what's coming for 2022? And then Deb asks Ellie, any insights generally on 2022? I have a good feeling about it. Well, so do I. And the thing, this is, again, this is my, only mine, this is my psychic um, intuitive hit on 2022. I really feel that this is going to be, and we won't have much time left according to the calendar. Okay, we only have a few more months of, of 2021, but then, uh, oh yeah, and then going into 2022. So astrologically, we still have two more years left of this Uranus in Taurus um, crazy energy. So that'll end 2024. So what that looks like is just expect the unexpected in terms of finance. So things that are happening financially are wobbly and these are things so we got to just expect that because if you know if you don't believe in astrology that's where it's at uranus is currently in taurus and uranus in taurus 20 to 20 to 2024 
is just going to bring in the unexpected. So you'll see some fluctuations in the stock market. You'll see more and more um, uh, cryptocurrencies. You're going to see an entire things are going to get very, very different. We're going to see new technologies, un, you know, revealed to us in the next two years. And then we're going to end up seeing new projects coming out, all that are involved with the environment. So there's going to be heavy focus on, on the environment. There's going to be heavy focus on new currency, cryptocurrency, and even stock market. So Things are going to get pretty interesting in the financial sector within the next two years. We're also going to be moving away from cash. You know, this is also coming. Most places don't even accept cash any longer. And so we're going to that spot. So there are going to be things over there financially that we are seeing. In terms of the world opening up, I do believe that we're going to be, I'm going to say, can you ever get rid of a virus? You never get rid of viruses. They just mutate. But I think there's going to be a very high level, this this virus. The entire situation is part, you know, this is my opinion again, is part of the the splitting of consciousness, so to speak, or the, not even splitting, but moving away. People are slowly moving away and learning to move away from this third dimensional linear way of looking at life to beginning to look at life from a higher dimension or a multiple perspective dimension. You know, some people call it fourth dimension, fifth dimension, but just think of it as looking at it from a bird's eye view where we're looking at it from other dimensions, perhaps even holographically or just a very, very different perspective, even in terms of what we can create through our own um, through our own intention you know because we are that powerful we emit an energy and the energy that we emit is able to also move objects in the physical form I'm not talking right now about you know telekinesis in terms of that but I'm saying we set an intention we start to move things in that direction and we're learning how powerful we really are as human beings so all of this will start to come together personally I will say this again if you want your year even now you want six months from now you want a year from now to really be good start looking at your thoughts look at what you're speaking, look at what you're thinking, and then decide what it is and where it is that you want to be going in your life and head in that direction through what you think, what you speak, and your actions. And then there's no way that you can't have an amazing 2021 and 2022. Um, okay, so hi, Jay Bro. how are you? Okay, we are just wrapping up. And I want to thank everybody who has been on all these live calls so far. Some are more exciting than others, I know. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to having Thomas join us possibly from Europe and having a great safe flight. And um, thank you everyone and Peter Pan, I look forward to meeting you in Austin. Uh, she and I will be in Austin at the same time. Thank you, Deb. And so keep me posted, send in your questions, and even send in topics. 
Uh, I love hearing from you. And then the more participation, the more exciting it gets. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody have a wonderful, healthy, safe week. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Love and blessings to everybody. Ciao. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen.